Hi, this is Blake Andrews, lead pastor at Victory World Outreach Denton, Texas. This is our podcast, and we're so glad that you came to check it out today. I hope this message encourages you and inspires you to do great things for God. Man, God's going to continue to do, do miracles, amen? And uh, thank you for your continued prayers from Mom. Uh, my aunt and uncle are here, uh, Robert and Vicky. it's good to have them, pastors here visiting, amen, give them a hand. They'll be here for a, about a month, they'll be parked out here outside, uh, thank Jimmy for letting them park out here, and um, so you'll be seeing a lot of them, and hopefully they'll get to see mom soon, uh, but she, she got the flu as well, on top of the pneumonia, and so devil's a liar, amen, we know that God's doing a work, so just keep her in your prayers. And um, I'm really excited about what the, the message the Lord put on my heart tonight. I think you're going to like it. Amen. How many got something from Sunday's beginning of the series on honesty? Amen. We're going to continue that the next two Sundays, but the Wednesdays are going to be something different. Uh, but the Lord put this on my heart, and I, every time I get up here, I get blown away and, and uh, just amazed at the Holy Spirit and, and how he speaks to us. Amen. And how... He's raising up men to learn how to preach and how to pray, pray and ask God what to say. And uh, if you were, if, if as you begin to listen to this message tonight, you're gonna you're gonna think, man, he had to have talked to John and Casey. He had to have told them what he was preaching about. But they have no idea, and they they started preaching my message already. And they said words that are in my message, amen. And that's just what's amazing about the Holy Spirit. If that doesn't make you believe in God, what does? That someone would just get up and, and, and out of all the scriptures in the Bible they could talk about, they began to talk about some things that are in my message. So that, I just, I'm always blown away by that. Um, we're going to start off in 2 Timothy. I'm going to actually read a verse that I sent out this morning. Remember, if you don't get that verse, let me know. I believe everybody's back on board with getting that verse every morning. Had some troubles with uh, the app that I was using, and uh, now I'm doing it again. So if you're not getting one, just let me know, and I'll make sure you get a verse um, but I want to read this verse before we put up the, the background. It's 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. And it says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, according to the promise of life, which is in Christ Jesus. Now watch these continuing words. To Timothy, a beloved son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. Let's leave that verse up there. Father, thank you for your word tonight. Thank you for every man, every woman, every teenager, every child that's here back in Children's Church, all the workers. Thank you for the praise team, God. Thank you for the opportunity on a Wednesday night to have a place that we can come and fellowship and love on each other, but more than anything, love on you, Father. And thank you for the, the grace and the mercy and the peace that you give us, Father. And Lord, we ask you tonight just to fill this house with your presence. And Lord, speak to every person in the way they need to be spoken to. Let your word come alive. We come against every spirit of darkness that would hinder, that would distract, that would cause us not to receive what you have for us, God. And we pray for a, a, a boldness. We pray for an anointing. And we pray that nobody would leave the same way they came in. In Jesus' name. Everybody said? Amen. Now I want you to look at the person next to you. I want to put up the background in a second. But I want to read this again. Uh, to Timothy, beloved son, say this with me. Grace, mercy, and peace. How many know those are some good words? Amen. Now I want you to look at the person next to you. And I want you to tell that person next to you something you may have never heard before. 
Won't you tell that person next to you, you're rich. Doesn't that sound good? Some of you are going, I've never had anybody tell me that before. Amen? Tell them one more time. Look at the other way. Look, look the opposite way and tell them, you're rich. Doesn't that feel good? Doesn't that sound good? Does anybody in here receive that? By the time this message is over, you're going to believe it. Amen? And some of you all think, oh, this is going to be a me uh, message about money. You're wrong. It's going to have absolutely nothing to do with money. But you're rich, and I'm rich. And, and if you'll have ears to hear tonight, you will know why. Amen? But the reason I'm saying that we're rich is because when I think about those words, grace and mercy and peace, the Bible tells us that, let me ask this question, how many in here believe with all your heart that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God? That He is the Messiah, that He is the way, that He is the truth, that He is the life, that He is the healer, that He is our salvation, that He is everything we need tonight? How many know He's our ticket to heaven? Amen. He's our answer. He's the Prince of Peace. I could go on for an hour and give him all the names He is. He's mighty, He's powerful, He's awesome, He's amazing. He's everything, amen? But the reason you are rich and I am rich is because God gives us grace and mercy and peace. When you think about those words, you heard that mentioned at prayer, didn't you? Those words, you heard it mentioned at the offering, grace, mercy, and peace. And, and so as I sent that verse out this morning and I began to prepare today in this message, I began to think, man, I am rich I am rich. I am loaded. I have, I have an abundance. And, and a lot of times when we think of that word rich, we automatically think about money, don't we? That's just what that just, you say that person's rich. But I want you to realize tonight that we are rich. Amen. I want, I want that to be in your head, not just tonight, but this week, this month, this year. I want you to realize we have a thing actually in the, in the, in the, in the uh, bathroom, the men's bathroom that says, if you want to know if you're rich, count your blessings. Amen. How many of you got some blessings in here that you can count? Amen. And, and so it doesn't matter what you're going through. We have tonight, because of being believers, grace and mercy and peace. Now, 2 John 3, I just want to show you another here, another verse that says the same thing. It says exactly the same thing. It says, grace, mercy, and peace will be with you from God the Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the Father, in truth and love. Okay, look at those words. Grace, mercy, and peace will be with you from God the Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the Father, in truth and love. Now, every, every uh, chapter, or sorry, every book that Paul wrote to the church, he started it off by saying grace and peace. Sorry, grace and, and uh, truth, or mercy. Grace and mercy. Grace and mercy. He opened every book with grace and mercy. And he was telling those people a reminder that we need tonight. It doesn't matter what you are going through tonight. It doesn't matter my mom's in the hospital. It doesn't matter if I was broke. It doesn't matter if I'm sick in my body. It doesn't matter if I'm having struggles at my job. It doesn't matter. Nothing I'm possibly going through can affect the power of my richness in the grace and the mercy and the peace that God gives. Can somebody say amen? Do you understand what I'm saying? Grace, peace, mercy, 
mercy, peace, grace, whatever order you want to put it in. When you begin to think, I'm going to get ahead of myself for a second and go kind of near to the end of my message and come backwards. I didn't have this plan, but I started thinking about what are some things that money cannot buy? Okay, what are some things that, now some, a bunch of you just said happiness, right off the bat, right? But isn't it funny how all of us have at some point thought, money could make me happy. Now, how many here would just like to try for yourself to find out if that's true or not? Amen? Everybody always says, well, money can't buy you happiness. And some people are like, well, I'd like to find out for myself. <laughs> right? Some people have. But I started thinking about some of these things because church money and, and things is what the world's after. And, and if you think about it, it, it doesn't matter if they're poor or rich, really, in their bank account, if they have lots or they have little. Everybody's chasing that, that dollar. Everybody's chasing things and possessions. And, and, and don't get me wrong tonight. God wants us to be blessed. I've, I always clarify that and always make that clear and always say that and always say the same thing. You're going to hear it. You're going to know it. What do I say? You can have things if the things don't have you. Right? But it's not about that. The world's chasing the dollar. The world's chasing fame. They're chasing money. They're chasing happiness. But the bottom line is, church, this world is looking for something that is temporary. And tonight we have something that is eternal. And we're going to look in just a second at, at a really good example of that. And it's going to kind of tie into this whole uh, series we're doing. But let me, let me tell you just a few things that I thought of. Money cannot buy you respect. Amen? Money cannot buy respect. Money cannot buy integrity. You, you don't get integrity by paying for it. Integrity is, is a lifestyle. Integrity is decisions, and that's a lot of what we're talking about in this series about honesty, right? Uh, money cannot buy wisdom. You can't get smart from, from money. Money cannot buy friendships. Now, some might say, man, I have a lot of friends when I have money. They're not real friends. When I say friendship, I mean real friends. Money cannot buy friendship. Here's a big one. Ask Steve Jobs about this one. Money cannot buy health. One of the richest men to ever walked the face of the earth couldn't do nothing when he got cancer. Money can't buy health. I guarantee you there's a whole bunch of billionaires and millionaires sitting in hospitals tonight facing terminal cancer that would give every dime they have to be healthy again. Money cannot buy health. Money cannot buy purpose. I mean, when we wake up in the morning now as believers, we have purpose. We have a reason to get up out of bed, to touch people's lives, to affect people's lives. Money cannot buy purpose. You said it earlier, money cannot buy happiness. Or another word would be joy. Money cannot buy joy. Here's a, here's a big one. Even though there was a movie, a famous movie in the 80s called Can't Buy Me Love, money can't buy love. Amen. That was actually filmed in Tucson where I grew up. Money can't buy you love, right? It can, buy, it can buy attractions, it can buy things, but it can't buy true love. Money cannot buy truth. Amen? Truth cannot be bought. And the last one, this is a big one. I got two more. Actually, the, the, the last one before the, the real one is time. How many know money cannot buy time? You can't, you can't get time back with money. And, the, of course, the most important one, the one I really want to focus on tonight before we get into the next scripture is money cannot buy salvation. Amen? So, so breaking all that down real quick, just to make sure you're heading the same direction with me, 
what I want you to understand tonight is you are rich tonight because what you have tonight in salvation is grace and mercy and peace and money cannot buy that. Can somebody say amen? Money cannot buy salvation. And listen, when it is all said and done, salvation is all that matters. It is all that matters. Church, there are, uh, I forgot the stat, I want to say 120,000 people who passed into eternity today. 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 The 26th of February. 120, and that, could, that number could have changed since last time I looked. 120,000 people. That's, that's the population of Denton. Passed into eternity today. And if they did not know Jesus Christ, what they know about life is over. It's over. And it doesn't matter how much money they had in the bank. It doesn't matter how many businesses they had or how many friends they had or how many loved ones they had or how many family members they had. It doesn't matter because when you pass to the other side, the only thing that matters is the grace and the mercy and the peace of God. Can somebody say amen? How many are thankful tonight that you are rich because you have the grace and the mercy and the peace of God. Let's look at Luke chapter 16. Luke chapter 16. I referred to this on Sunday. Now pay attention, please. Look at this with me. Stay with me on this. This is this is so this is so clear. This is a story in the Bible that shows us what happens. How many have ever wondered what happens after we die? Ever have that question? What happens after we die? Luke 16 is very clear. And I want to show you something here, and I want to break this down. I want to teach you something tonight and that's going to help you, and you're going to leave this place realizing how rich you are. Give me an amen if you're there. There was a certain rich man. Notice the word rich. There was a certain rich man. Now, I want to ask this question. What's more important, being rich on this side or being rich on the other side? Okay? He said there was a certain rich man. This man, this Bible is talking about a rich man on this side. And it says, who was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. Now, let me leave that there for a second because there's another word in the New Living Translation that says luxuriously. Anybody know what a luxurious lifestyle is? The definition of luxury is the state of great comfort and extravagant living. This man, lived, he was not just rich. He didn't have things. He had things that he did not need. He had, he had things that were beyond things, that were above things, that were stacked on things that he didn't even know he had. Extravagant living. A, straight, a great state of comfort and extravagant living. This man is rich. Okay, let's keep reading. But there was a certain beggar named Lazarus full of sowers who was laid at his gate. At whose gate? The rich man. Desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sowers. So it was that the beggar died. Now watch this. What happens after we die? The beggar died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom. Another word for that is paradise. Okay, this is before Jesus came. This is before Jesus uh, went down and, 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 and uh, died, died on the cross, went down and took the, key, the keys from Satan. This is where they would go. They would be in paradise, and it was actually physically in the earth 
And it says the rich man also died and was what? Buried. But he did not stay in the grave, the Bible says. And being in torments, in Hades, he lifted up his eyes. And he saw Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom or at his lap. Lazarus right there by him. Okay, so we see here after life, after life is death, burial, in the presence of God. Immediately from the moment we die, we are in the presence of God or we are in hell. Immediately. Somebody say immediately. It's going to show us why we're rich. Okay? And it says, then he cried and said, Father Abraham, here we see the word, have what? Have mercy on me. Now, I want to I break this down real quick. Just leave that verse there. I want us to understand why we're rich. Grace, mercy, and peace. Here's what grace means. Grace is getting the good things you do not deserve. Okay, do you get that? Grace is getting things that are good that you do not deserve or that you could never buy or that you could never pay for, or that you could never earn. Okay? That's what grace is. Mercy is being spared from the things that you do deserve. Okay? Y'all seeing that? Y'all following that? So, so when we talk about grace and mercy, what that means is, is we do not deserve heaven. We do not deserve forgiveness. We do not deserve eternal life with God. But God says by His grace He'll give that to us even though we don't deserve it. What we do deserve, the Bible says, because the Bible says the wages of our sin is what? The wages of our sin is death. And so the Bible says that what I deserve and you deserve and we all deserve is death and separation from God. We deserve hell. But God says, because you believe in me, I'm not going to give you what you deserve. I'm going to give you mercy. And so you're not going to get what you deserve. Okay? So he says, Abraham, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. And send Lazarus. I mentioned this on Sunday. The reason I'm talking about this and the reason I'm breaking this down, I've been wanting to talk about this for a long time, is we have to understand and have a revelation of what God saved us from. If you don't live every day understanding where you're supposed to be, you will never you'll never walk in God's grace and mercy the way he wants you to. This is a place where we're supposed to be. Amen. It's where we des- it's where the Bible says we were headed. And and I and I've told you my testimony. That's that's what God told me I was headed the night I got saved. He says, You don't change, you don't you, you don't give your life to me tonight, that's where you're going. And so it's very personal to me because I know that's where I deserve to be. That's where I deserve to be. But instead of being there, I'm here. Is anybody thankful that instead of being there tonight, you're here? Is anybody thankful for that? That's where we're supposed to be. Well, you don't, no, listen, that's where you're supposed to be. That's where I'm supposed to be. And not only is it where I'm supposed to be, it's where I deserve to be. Because the wages of my sin is death. So we stop here and we look at this parable, which I I hate to say parable because I don't believe it's a parable. I'm calling it that. But the reason I don't believe it's a parable is because of the name Lazarus. It is a story. It is a literal story. It is a literal explanation of where people go after eternity. So into eternity, okay? Everybody still with me? So 
I want you to understand tonight, this is something that when you wake up tomorrow or, fi or Friday or next week or next month and you start to have a pity party and you start to think, man, my life is really bad or, man, I wish things were different, I just want you to go back and read this. Let me come over on this side. Y'all missed that. When you get into your little pity party, well, I don't have any money in the bank, or I don't feel good, or whatever it is, go read this. Because you're not there, even though you deserve to be there. What am I talking about? Look what it says. He says, he says Lazarus, or Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus that he would dip the tip of his finger. Everybody lift your finger up like this. Dip the tip of your finger in water to cool my tongue. He did not ask for a glass of water. He was in so much torment, okay? And this is what we talked about Sunday. The reason we have to talk about this is if we don't realize how real hell is, we don't realize how powerful His grace and mercy is. Amen. Amen. It doesn't make sense to us because we have to see what we were saved. We have to see what we deserve. Because if I understand what mercy is, then I have to understand that's where I'm supposed to be and that's what I deserve to have. So I have to look at that and I have to realize that it is not a place, as I talked about Sunday, where you die and you go and you just burn up and you just, it's over. The lights go out. The Bible says it is a place of torment. Meaning, do you, do you, uh, everybody's still here. I know it's Wednesday night. But what it means is it is a place of literal physical feeling. Because this man that has no name is listening to the voice of Abraham. He's hearing a voice. He's seeing a person. Do we recognize people on the other side? He recognized Abraham. He said, Father Abraham. He recognized Lazarus, the beggar, who was no longer a beggar. He recognized him, and he said, Father Abraham, can you send, so literally physical movement, feelings, understanding, can you send Lazarus to put his finger in, a, in, a, in, in, the, in water and dip it on his finger so he can touch my tongue because I am tormented in this flame. I'm being tormented in this flame. I, I am in this. That doesn't say I was. He says I'm in. I am being tormented. I am tormented in this flame. That's why we have to realize how rich we are. When Paul says grace and mercy and peace, it is not just words. It is, it is a, a literal salvation. It is literally God rescuing us from something we deserve and giving us something we do not, which is salvation. Amen. I wish there was a million people here to hear this message. This is a life-changing message. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace. Let's keep reading. But Abraham said, son, now I was looking at this. Don't think because it says son that he's a son of God. He said father Abraham. So he, he answered back son. And it's the beginning of a sentence. They did not have are uh, 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 saying they did not have commas and all those things in the Bible. They didn't have verses, and so he's 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 not. It doesn't mean that he's somebody because it says capital S. He is. He said father, so he's addressing him back. Son, remember, watch this. That in your lifetime, you received good things. 
in your lifetime you received good things. And likewise, Lazarus, evil things. But now he is comforted. Don't change the verse yet, please. And you are tormented. I need to stay here for a second. I need you to understand something. This is not something telling us that rich people go to hell and poor people go to heaven. That's not what this is trying to say. What it is trying to teach us is we must understand that on this side of earth, we might be poor or lacking or not have everything we would want in life, but we are truly rich because of the salvation and the blood of Jesus Christ and the mercy and the grace and the peace that he gives that money cannot buy. That is what he's trying to teach us, that there there is, if you want to have it here, go ahead and have it here, but you will not have it there. Now listen, the truth is, church, some people have, listen, listen closely, some people on this earth, I know some, are rich and low God. They're doubly blessed. Are you following me? They have a lot of possessions, they have a lot of wealth, they have a lot of money, they have a lot of things, and they know God. They're doubly blessed. Just like there are a lot of people on this earth who have nothing and they're going to go to hell. They have more nothing. Are you following me? So it is not about the possessions on this earth. It is about where you're going to go. It is about where you're going to spend eternity. And that that is why on this side of, of eternity, we can be considered rich. Not because of what I have in the bank account, not because of possessions that I have, not because of my physical body, not because of any of those things, but because of grace and mercy and peace that makes me rich. Amen. So he says, he had these things, now he is comforted and you are tormented. Why do you think Jesus said, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? Right? A lot of people on this earth, they're after the money, they're after things, that, but they're not thinking about eternity. How many people do you think don't even think about it? How many people do you think you know that don't even think about eternity until it is too late? This rich man did not think about it until it was too late. Church, the Bible teaches us here that there's no purgatory. That there is no place that you go to and somebody prays you out. Did you notice that, that this rich man did not say, hey, can you, can you send uh, uh, you know, somebody to the, to the priest or the pastor? Can you, can, you make, you know, can you go to my house and get some money in the safe and, and pay me out of here? Do you realize that once he was in hell, he realized he was in hell? He didn't say, hey, can you get me out of here? He said, hey, can I get a drop of water to dip, to dip on my tongue so I can have a moment A moment, just a moment of relief, because I'm tormented. Amen. Does God want to send people there? Did God make that place for us? No. He says, I go to prepare a place for you, that where I am, you may be also. In my Father's house are many mansions. Amen. He, He has a place prepared for us, but those that go to hell are those who don't understand his grace, his mercy his peace let's keep reading and besides all this between us and you there is a great gulf fixed so that those who want to pass from here to you cannot nor can those from there pass to us guess what the great bridge is across that gulf the cross 
Amen? The cross. Just picture this to tonight, a big old gully, a big old, uh, I can't, there's a Spanish word called guindo that's better. Um, what what they use there? Uh, ravine, gulf, big old humongous area, a big old drop off between us. And you picture all these billions of people walking to that ravine or that gulf and they want to get across to the other side there's only one way to get across and it's the cross if you don't go across the cross you won't make it to the other side amen that's why Jesus said I am the way I am the truth and I am the life no one comes unto the father except through me amen except through the cross Look at the person next to you and say, in case you forgot, you're rich. Woo! How many rich people I got in here? Amen? Hopefully this is getting you excited because as we're reading about this horrible place and being reminded of the pl- that's the place we deserve to go, we need to be reminded tonight that we're not going there anymore. Amen? That's where we were going until Jesus came in. Now let's keep reading. Let's finish this up. Then he said, okay, so he realizes, watch this, is, is, is this really a place of eternal torment? Is there really conscious there? Now that he realizes that he cannot get his water, didn't ask to get out, he said, he thinks, what about my family? Oh, my family. Oh, I need my family to be saved. Church, think about your family being saved now. On this side of earth, on heaven, on this side of eternity, tonight, this week, think about your family. Because once you're in eternity, you can't do anything about it. But he says, I beg you, therefore, Father, that you would send him, who? Lazarus, to my father's house. Would you, would you go and send him? And look what he says. For I have five brothers that you would testify to them. And lest they also come to this what? Place of torment. Abraham said, they have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. That's, you know what Moses and the prophets is? Your Bible you're holding in your hand. That's what Moses and the, they have the book. They have the word. They have the testimony. They better listen to that. Amen. Let, that's why Jesus said, let him who has an ear hear. Amen. Listen to the word of God. He says, they have Moses and the prophets. And he said, no, Father Abraham, but if one goes to them from the dead, they will repent. Don't we do that a lot? Don't we say, oh, if, if, if this person would get saved or if this guy would come back from the dead or, or if this miracle would happen or, or if that miracle would happen, stop looking for all those things and just say it's because of God's grace and God's mercy and God's peace that I am saved tonight. Amen. I don't deserve it, but I receive it. How many accept it tonight? Last verse, but he said, if they don't hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded through one that rises from the dead. Amen. We are rich tonight. I want you to get that ingrained in your head, in your spirit, in your mind, in your your heart. I want you to realize you are rich. Amen. Amen. I'm trusting by looking at your faces that you are you feel rich. Amen. I know it's Wednesday night, but I'm trusting by looking at your faces that you feel rich. Amen. I know just that richness hasn't connected with your face yet. 
Because I know that if, if, if you went to your bank account tonight and you saw a whole bunch of zeros there after a number, you'd be smiling a little bit more than you're smiling right now. But I'm not talking about numbers in a bank account. I'm talking about eternal life with Jesus. Yes or no? Do the test. Maybe, maybe some of you would be more happy if you went to your bank account and saw all those zeros behind a number. Not me. Now, if God wants to give me some zeros behind the number on this earth, I'll take it. But I am rich tonight because of Jesus. I am rich tonight because of his grace. Him giving me things I don't deserve. Every good and perfect gift comes from the Father above. Amen. And I am so thankful for his mercy because I'm not getting from him tonight what I deserve. Amen. Grace is what God gives us, church, that we as sinful people don't deserve. As we close tonight, I want to give you just a couple more verses just to clarify. Grace, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. For by your good works you are saved. For by the money you have in your bank accounts you are saved. What does it say? For by grace, what is grace again? Receiving something you don't deserve. For by grace you have been saved through faith. The only thing you can boast in tonight, church, is your faith in Jesus. And you can boast in that. You can boast in the fact that regardless of how you feel, or regardless of what you see in your bank account, or regardless of how your family is around you, or regardless of the job you're in, or regardless of any other circumstances, you can boast by saying, I know that my Redeemer lives, and Jesus is on the throne, and Jesus is alive, and Jesus is bigger than my problems and my struggles, and Jesus is everything to me. In that you can boast. He says, it's not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Lest anyone should boast. Mercy is withholding the punishment we deserve. Mercy is that whip that is supposed to go to our back and Jesus steps in and takes it on his. Mercy is when you're supposed to get the nails in your hands and Jesus puts his hands out and says, I'll take them. Mercy is when you're supposed to go to hell and Jesus says, I'll go there for you. I'll go to the grave for you. I'll take it for you. Lamentations chapter 322 says, through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed. Does anybody realize tonight that, that it is by God's grace and mercy that we can be in his presence tonight in this church and not fall dead? Have you ever felt this presence so strong that you just want to cry, that you just want to fall to your knees, that you feel weak? That, it, you can't even put it on a, on a Richter scale of what, how small the presence of God you're feeling is because if, if he didn't have mercy, we'd be consumed. We'd fall dead in his presence. Mercy says through his mercies, I'm not consumed because his compassions fail not. And finally, peace. John said, sorry, Jesus said in John 14, 27, peace I leave with you. 
My peace I give to you. This is so awesome. Not as the world gives. Everybody says, oh, we want worldwide peace and peace and peace and peace. The world has an idea of what peace is. But Jesus says, I'll give you peace, not as the world gives. Let your heart not be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Father, tonight, I pray some ears heard. This is one of those messages, Lord, that will carry us. This is one of those messages that will take us through. This is one of those messages that feeds our hearts, God, and reminds us doesn't matter what I'm facing on this earth. It doesn't matter what I'm lacking. It doesn't matter how I feel. Oh God, what matters, Lord, is you are on the throne and you have a purpose and a plan for me. And the truth is, God, I deserve to go to hell. I deserve to be separated from you. But instead of that tonight, I am saved and I am born again. And I am bought with the blood of Jesus Christ. And I have a hope and a future and an expected end. Jesus, I thank you for my peace. I thank you for my mercy. I thank you for your grace. God, I realize tonight, I don't know if anybody else realizes it in this place, but I realize where I'm supposed to be. I realize what I deserve tonight, God, but I don't have it because of your mercy. I realize there's nothing I, I deserve in this world. I, there's, I'm not good enough for anything, but because of your grace, you give it to me. Oh, Jesus. I love you. Father, I pray tonight as we leave this place on this Wednesday night, this would be fuel in our spirits to know, God, that it doesn't matter what we face. As Job said, though you slay me, I will trust you. Father, it doesn't matter if a weapon comes and forms against me, it can't prosper. It doesn't matter if the enemy comes in like a flood, you'll lift up a standard against him. No weapon formed against me can prosper. Greater is he that is in me tonight than the devil that's in this world. Church, tonight God's speaking to your hearts and he's reminding you that he comes soon. He's coming soon. He's coming soon for his church. He's coming for a church that's looking for him. He's coming for a church that's rich in his grace and his mercy. Tonight, if you're here and you're in that pity party, tonight, if you're, if you're, if you're looking at situations and, 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 and crying over them and being sad over them, stop that crying and start rejoicing that your name is in the Lamb's book of life and that you have eternal life waiting for you because there's nothing on this earth that can take away what Jesus did for you. As your heads are bowed and eyes are closed all across this place, how many all over this place would say, Pastor, I need to make Jesus Lord tonight and Master because I don't want to be like that rich man. Church, listen to me closely as we close. There's a reason why that man's name was not mentioned. There's a reason why it says Lazarus was, a, was in Abraham's bosom and the other man's name was the rich man. Because the Bible says that when we accept Jesus Christ, our names are written in the Lamb's book of life. And if you don't accept Jesus Christ and his sacrifice on the cross, the Bible tells us that at the end, when you stand before God, it's very simple and very clear. He will ask his son, son, 
is their name in the book? Son, have they put their faith in you? Son, have they confessed that you are Lord and Savior? Have they accepted your grace and your mercy? And Jesus will say yes or no. And if he says no, their name is not in the book of life. They have not accepted my grace and my mercy. God will say, depart from me, doer of iniquity. I know you not. That's why the rich man's name is not in that book. But the beggar's name was. Not because he was poor, but because he put his faith in Jesus. It's not what we have in this world. It's what we take into the next one. And you have to take Jesus. How many would say, Pastor, tonight I'm getting right. Tonight I'm getting serious with you. Tonight I'm making some decisions because I realize that one day this, this life's going to be over. One day this, this, this body's going to breathe its last breath. And this spirit of mine is going to pass into eternity. And I do not want to go to that place of torment. I do not, the Bible doesn't say that so-so people go there, that good people go there, or bad people go there. It says if your name's in the book. It's not about how good you are. Works cannot get you there. It's about believing in Jesus. How many would say, Pastor, pray for me tonight. Just lift your hand up. All over this place, I need prayer. I see your hand. How many more? I see your hand. I see your hand. I need, I need, to, get it, I need to get it right tonight, Pastor. I, I haven't been understanding this. I'm, I'm getting a revelation tonight that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be in that place someday. I'm going to pass into eternity. Where am I going to spend it? You don't have to go to hell. God doesn't want you to. His grace and His mercy, His peace is here for you tonight. Amen. Would you stand all over this place tonight? And as you do, if you raise your hand and you meant it, it doesn't matter what, what, what anybody thinks. It doesn't matter even what you're, what you're questioning tonight. Just make a decision. Jesus, I choose you. I'm not ashamed of you. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For it is the salvation of God for man. Believing that Jesus took our place. How many see that the gospel is really simple? We deserve death. We deserve hell. And Jesus said, you don't have to go there. I paid that price for you. Just receive my mercy and receive my grace. And you can spend eternity with me. We saw it on the cross with that thief. He looked over and said, would you remember me today? He's, he just basically, in very short words, said, I believe you are the way, the truth, and the life. And Jesus looked back and said, today. How many are thankful that he didn't say, well, it's too late, son. You got to go confess at the, at the confessional. You got to go sell your possessions and get right. You got to go get water baptized. You got to go do this. You got to go. He just said, today you will be with me in paradise. That's grace and mercy and peace. Amen. How many know we're that thief on the cross tonight? If you raised your hand, maybe you didn't raise your hand, but you're, and you don't know for sure tonight, if you're, if you're knights tonight, would you step out as the other ones raise their hand? Just step out. I'm, find that nearest aisle and just come down here. We're going to pray for you. We're going to say a sinner's prayer. We're going to say a salvation prayer right now. Come on. Help them out. Maybe you didn't raise your hand, but you know you need to come. Come on. Come on, let's make this decision. Let's make it public. Let's make it before God. Come on, I saw some other hands. I'm going to wait just a moment. 
Maybe you didn't raise your hand, but you know something's telling you, I got to make a decision tonight. Church, once you're there, it's too late. You can't get there and say, do you realize how many people are repenting tonight? 120,000 people went into eternity today, and they're all repenting. They're all saying, you know why the Bible says every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord? It's not going to be a Jesus. It's going to be he is Lord. But it'll be too late. Everybody's going to confess him. Here's the interesting thing. They're going to confess him, and then they're going to curse him. They're going to confess him. Jesus Christ is Lord. And then they're going to curse him because they're going to realize that their confession is too late. Because it's on this side. And it's so every time you come to church, you say, man, I've been coming to church for so long, I'm starting to get bored a little bit. Every time you come to church, you better remember it is by God's grace and mercy that you're standing here because you should be somewhere else. Don't get tired of being in church. Amen. Every time we sing, oh, I've sang that song before. God, thank you that I get to sing this song again, Lord. Thank you that I am here and not in hell. Thank you that I am here and not in eternal damnation. Thank you, Lord. Lord, let's sing that song again. And I'm going to be sure to lift my hands and thank you. I'm going to be sure to worship you and praise you because I know where I should be. I'm sorry if I'm a little bit passionate about this, but I just remind myself every single day where I'm supposed to be. And I just can't help but be thankful because I'm rich. I'm just boasting a little bit in the richness of the grace and the mercy and the peace. Does anybody else want to boast tonight that you're rich? Come on. We're rich. Rich. Wealthy. Luxurious in his mercy. Say this with me. Lord Jesus, thank you for your mercy. I run to it tonight. I accept your grace. I know that while I was a sinner, you died for me. Jesus, thank you. I know where I'm supposed to be tonight. I know what I deserve tonight. But I accept your forgiveness. Jesus, I believe you died on the cross for my sins and you defeated death and hell and torment and the grave and you rose from the dead for me. I accept that. I believe that by faith. Jesus, come into my life. Forgive me of all my sins. Wash me clean with the blood of Jesus. Write my name in the Lamb's book of life. I'm yours, Jesus. From this day forward, I'm going to live for you. I'm going to worship you. I'm going to praise you. And I'm going to walk in the richness of the grace and the mercy and the peace of God. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's begin to praise him. Come on, let's begin to thank him as we sing tonight. Let's begin to worship the King. The Spirit of the Lord is here. The altars are open. The altars are open. Let's just find a place. Come on, let's just rejoice in the richness of God tonight. Come and just lift up your hands. Come and just lift up your voice. Just think about going and looking at that spiritual bank account 
and seeing zeros after numbers. The grace, the mercy, the richness, the peace of God tonight. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Thanks again for listening. If you want to hear more messages, please subscribe to our podcast channel. And if you like it, consider rating it and sharing it with your friends. For more content from VWO Denton, go to our website at vwotexas.com.